0: It's recording. (laughs) Hello! Hi! (laughs) Welcome to the MMM Podcast. I am M. And I'm Mom. And we're actually together because I'm home from college. Yay! Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We're recording in our living room. So that's really fun because... We haven't recorded together in like a really long time.
1: That is a person. true statement. Yeah, we're always at least two hundred, at least two hours apart. Sometimes longer, depending so, on where you're located.
0: Yeah, I just I go everywhere. So, <laughs> um, today we are talking about. Oh my gosh, it's actually been one week. Yeah. Oh wow, we're so behind <laughs> for the love. Um. So, we're talking about my, like, anniversary for going into treatment, like, being admitted. And it was December 13th, so it's literally been a week. And we were gonna do it, like, the weekend I came, and we just... Well, you had finals,
1: and I was still working, and it was just a lot.
0: Um, But I was feeling really sentimental that day because like my friend Mo who I met in Denver was visiting and I got to hang out with her and one of my really good friends and we went to like a cute little restaurant for lunch and I messaged, I didn't message, I emailed my therapist from treatment and just gave her like an update on my life and that was really fun because it's been four years because yeah that's weird because I was a senior in high school going into treatment and now I'm a
1: senior in college that's crazy so do you remember anything about the day you went into treatment
0: um I was just really mad at you and dad and I didn't want to cry (laughs) I remember, like, saying goodbye, and I literally just, like, left, and you and Dad and Jashy were, like, sobbing.
1: So... And
0: I remember I had chicken nuggets for lunch, and I, like, cried. I didn't really cry, but it was very challenging.
1: So did you think you had an issue? No. And I was, I was the opposite. Like, I've been very reflective this week as well but it was reflecting on, like, like, the hopelessness and despair and, like, just uncertainty of everything going on. Yeah,
0: and I also was talking to my mom about this, and I was, like, literally on December 13th in the evening, like, I was, like... The new person, quote unquote, and everybody else was like there for a while, and like everyone in my unit, like the adolescent unit, were on home trials, which basically means they were like at home for a weekend. And I remember my first night, I was sitting in the living room with my now dietitian, and it was like the first conversation we ever had together. And so I'm just like, I'm really reflective treatment just because that was like a very like life-changing thing and I met a lot of people there that was really incredible and like I don't know there's like a lot of actually really happy memories there because I like found myself again there so I think that's why like treatment is just like such a big deal for me so like during like December 13th through like the end of February like every year I'm just like oh my gosh this day I was in treatment and it's like kind of weird to reflect like first of all how much I've grown but like also just like the memories that were made there anyways
1: yeah, I I feel like you were kind of numb to everything at least in the beginning.
0: Oh, for sure in the beginning. I didn't so, like have feelings until like January.
1: Yeah. I feel like the reflection is much different for me. Mm. Because the reflection for me is like looking back on like the most horrible and most like desperate time of my life. Right.
0: That's weird how we're opposites. Yeah. Because in December, like, I don't remember shit. Like, I remember that one conversation that I had with Amy and, like, saying goodbye to you and dad and having chicken nuggets and Josh and having chicken nuggets for lunch. But I don't remember anything from December just because I was like, I don't need to be here. And also, like, I wasn't with people that I would, like, be friends with. Right. So, yeah that the actual first month I didn't really grow at all and I guess I can't reflect on that because I don't remember it
1: right and you don't really remember like October or November or December either yeah (laughs) so like how do you feel about I don't know, just looking back on your whole journey, I feel like both you and I are, like, defined by your eating disorder. I, like, 100% agree with that. And, like, everyone that knows, because we've been sharing our story, so, like, everyone that, like, knows us or, it like, is acquaintances with us only know us because you had her eating disorder.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's with people that we're, like, not really close to. Yeah. Like, our followers and, um, like, our followers on Instagram and the people who listen to our podcast, but I feel like people that are, like, close to me and that I've had, like, really good friendships with, um, (laughs) are kind of, like, the opposite, and they're, like, that was, like, one moment in your life from, like, the whole time I've known you, and, you're like so much more than that right so I feel like it really depends and also like I did a um like a Instagram story about this but it was just like how I feel like I'm only ever <sighs> defined by my eating disorder because I feel like that's like the only really big thing that happened in my life that like really changed my perspective on things um, and like, uh, not, well, here's the thing. I feel like big things like haven't happened, but I feel like when I look back, I'm going to be like, oh, that's actually a big thing.
1: Well, yeah. What you learn in life is that the little things are the big things. Like right. as you grow up, all the little things are the big things. And in general, the majority of people don't have a big, huge thing. Mm. I think that, like... And that's
0: what treatment feels like, though.
1: Yeah, I feel like, for your age, you're the kind of the odd man out because you have this big, huge... Straight up. ...thing that happened to you. But then, in other times, you always say, like, well, like, that big thing happened to me, and it's, like, so far away now, and I kind of... What do you say that you feel like you? I there should be another big thing coming up or something. You miss the big thing or?
0: I just I just I think I'm. I just miss that. Oh, this is like hard to explain. I feel like the biggest things that have happened in my life were treatment and heartbreak. Right, and I feel like those things are just like becoming so far away so I'm kind of like what am I defined by now like it's been three years or not three years fucking four years since I went into treatment and I'm like since that's so far away like and it's four years now then like what am I defined by
1: right right but you just said that with people that are close to you you're not defined by your eating disorder and it was just one blip (laughs) so like what do you think do you think you need something to define you? Like, big moments well, no, all the because
0: time? No, I'm literally defined by being a child of God, and that's, like, my whole reason to live. Right. Um, and that's, like, the best identity I could have. And I've just, like, recently started learning about that. Um like uh, during summer and like Denver I kind of realized that that was like the main thing because I got really close with him over the summer and I was just like having fun like I would go out to eat with my friends all the time and I like wouldn't my let my eating disorder like define me and I don't know I feel like
1: well that's pretty big for you because even like six months prior, so six months prior to that, oh you my gosh, went on a trip Hawaii. to Hawaii, and you were really, really, really struggling with eating meals. Like, calling me, and panic attacking I and stuff. I think that was a blip as yeah. well. Like, just like a what do you call it? Relapse? A tiny relapse thing? No, I think it's just like a
0: It's not linear.
1: Right. Recovery is not linear.
0: Right. And that was just a time where, like, the line kind of dropped.
1: Right. Well, and you were with people you didn't know, and you were, like... I think that was really hard, because I was with, like, no one I knew. Right. And you were, like, time zones away from anyone you knew. Like, six hours worth. Yeah. Five hours. Yeah. Yeah. But I just... I just saw the difference between like I think like going to Hawaii and experience it that, that prepared you for going to Denver. Oh uh,
0: for sure. Yeah. And also I feel like Hawaii and Denver were just like completely different trips. in itself. Like I just felt way more welcomed in Denver at yeah. the internship. And I feel like Hawaii was just, like, so fast and quick. Right. Um.
1: But, yeah, kind of crazy. So, what else? Was there anything else that you've been reflecting on the past week or so? Since it's, like, an anniversary week?
0: I definitely reflected on, like, my therapist. Because she, like, straight up changed my life. Um. And I've just been, like, reflecting on the memories, um, of, like, people who I, like, still talk to yeah. to this day, because yeah. that, that's really crazy that, like, we got close because we were going through the same thing, and that was, like, the first time I ever got vulnerable and, like, close with someone because we were going through the same thing. Like, right. Like, now I'm very used to it. Yeah. Um... I've been really reflecting, like, the place itself, because I, like, lived there for three months of my life, and I, like, drive past it all the time, and it's just really weird that I haven't been there in four-plus years. Right.
1: Like, been inside.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Um, So, it's it's close to us. We got lucky that, like, one of the best treatment facilities in the Midwest is, like, 10 minutes from our house. So, we are... In places, like, if we're going, like, shopping somewhere, that we, like, pass the place.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Um, So that's
0: really weird. Yeah, I've kind of just been, like, reflecting on my time there and, like, the memories that I had and, like, the group therapy sessions. And, like, it was the first time I, like, ever really did therapy, which was crazy. But now I'm also reflecting and I'm, like holy shit, I, this year I, like, went to Hawaii, and I went to Denver, and I choreographed a freaking dance show, mm-hmm. and, like, I was in a dance show with, like, two 20-minute dances, and it's just, like, and also, like, I struggled a lot, like, this past semester, so I feel like I'm just a straight-up completely different person but also I still have like a little bit of that Emily left in me just because that was like a big part of my life um and yeah I've just like I don't know and I feel like it kind of has to do with heartbreak too because I'm like I feel like I've grown so much from heartbreak and like this person like doesn't even know like how much I've grown so it's kind of like I'm, like, screaming at the... I'm not screaming. I'm, like... I'm just, like, telling past Virgin Emily four years ago, who was, like, in treatment today. Like, look at four years.
1: Right, right.
0: And so that's just really cool to think about because it's, like... I mean, I, of course, I still struggle with, like, eating disorder thoughts and um body image that's like the main thing I still struggle with um but I mean like I'm making art about this right and like mind and body connection and I like painted on mirrors and I did like one of the best prints I've ever done based on like bodies and movement and dancing um so also I have fucking artist which four years ago Emily would like not believe at all right like you're majoring in art in college yeah frick
1: yeah Um, and you've taught you've done some teaching yeah and I've
0: taught kids yeah like
1: and also I'm like at Taylor yeah we couldn't have imagined that like three years ago four years ago because
0: my freshman year I like had to stay home and i just did school online and also i even like look back at that emily and it's like you are rooming with your best friend and you got close because your hearts were broken the same time yeah and it's just like that's so crazy and i'm like me and michelle welly have been doing great and i just like have the best friends and i made a freaking dance club and i'm doing my art show it's just like it's crazy i don't know i i think it's i think it's cool to like look back on like four years ago emily and be like holy shit you're doing like all of this but i also want to look back when i'm like 25 and be like look at how much you've done as well
1: yeah so you're 21 now you yeah. were seventeen when you entered treatment. Yeah,
0: and then yeah. twenty one, and then I, like, I kind of because I feel like a lot of like really big ha- things happened to me this year, and so I kind of ref- want reflect when I'm like twenty five and be like, "Whoa, well, like that happened, but like look at you now." Right. Because I feel like I feel like no matter like. What has happened, I, like, always change a little bit as a person. Mm -hmm. And I think just reflecting back on treatment, I just had, like, so little hope. And I didn't really know what to do. And now I'm, like, thriving. And, like... I mean, like, on my four years, like, Michelle brought back, like, a quarter pounder and fries, and a pop, and, like, a McFlurry for me, and I ate all of it, like, without going at all, and I was, like, on the couch watching a movie, and, like, fucking four years ago, I would have had a panic attack about right. that, and right. I was just, like, having fun with my friend, um, so I think there's, like, a lot of joy that has happened, that has, like, come from recovery, and I say joy because, I definitely have not been happy during recovery. Yeah. Um, like, there's still been struggles, but I feel like there's always been, like, that hope, or, like, the light at the end of the tunnel that I, like, still go to, just because I'm kind of, like, I always go off of this, but, um, in Psalm 139, it says, like, I... Like, you were so intricately, like, knit in your mother's womb.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. The cat is not happy at the moment. (laughs) Gosh. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Okay, Psalm. Let's go back. So, yeah, in Psalm
0: 139, (laughs) which actually my boss from Denver wrote in one of the books that I have, um, that I've actually been reading over winter break. Um, and it's just, like, you were knit so intricately in your mother's room, and it's not by accident, and, like, you were, like, fearfully and wonderfully made by, like, literally the most amazing creator and artist there is, and I, like, still don't believe that, but I think it's... I was just gonna say, you still have
1: issues believing that.
0: I still don't believe that, and I feel like that's the reason why I'm, like still, like, fighting against God and, um, just because I'm, like, how is this, like, fearfully and wonderfully made? And I've struggled with that ever since my eating disorder. I feel like that's the whole reason I had an eating disorder. Right. Um, and I don't know, but I, I strive to, like, believe that, like, even the God that created, like, the most beautiful beaches in Hawaii and the like most beautiful mountaintop views in Denver like also created me and has like the same equalness of beauty um and I think that's the whole reason why I'm recovering it's not because I like had an eating disorder and I'm just recovering because it'll make like my mom happy I think it's like so much more than that and it's because like I really want to fully see myself like through God's eyes
1: well I don't think you could ever recover like for someone else you have to want to recover for your own self
0: yeah but I think I only did it for like my family in the beginning because I didn't want to right because I was like oh they put me in a treatment so I like have to do this for them
1: huh I didn't know that oh word
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's actually really common yeah yeah anyways that's what i've reflected on what have you reflected on other than that being like the absolute worst
1: day of your life um i want to ask you a question first before i answer your question like what do you think your friends from college would your friends from college recognize the you that was before college fuck no are you kidding me oh i'm sorry i
0: swore it's okay Okay, <laughs> um, And I think that's why I love college, because it's just, like, nobody knew me in the depths of my eating disorder, so I can just be whoever I want to be. But even, like, my so- going into my sophomore year, I feel like a completely different person from then. Right. So it's just, like... Yeah, I don't think... I don't think I really would be friends with my college people if they, like, knew me then.
1: For what reason? Just because you were, like, numb and incapable of having... Yeah, and also,
0: I just feel like college is such a different stage of life. And, like, in high school, I was, like, immature and, like, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I don't feel like it's just, like, about my eating disorder. It's just, like, about everyone in college. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: Yeah, kind of. Okay. What was your... Did you have, like... Was there something that, like, helped you recover? Like, was there, like, a motivation or... Um. You always say this to me
0: and it's, like, you didn't come this far to only come this far.
1: Yeah. I feel
0: like that. Also, so many people, like, even my professor, I... Fun fact, I was not doing well this semester, and I was, like, straight up failing all of my classes. But I passed. I'm great, and I have a good GPA. Um, (laughs) But. (laughs) You did slightly better than passing. Like, you Um, pulled it out. And I was, like, less than a week. No, it was more than a week ago. It was Monday, um, like, the 11th or something. And I was sobbing, in my like professor's classroom just because I was like I literally cannot do this and she was like Emily like you are literally the most resilient person I've like ever met in my life like you are going to study and I got a really good grade on that exam so <laughs> there is hope if you're a college student if the love um but even like that like whenever people meet me they're just like you're so resilient and you have so much perseverance and it's like I feel like that's just, like, such a cool thing to be realized for. Right.
1: And they don't even know. Right. They right. don't even know my story. Right. Right. They don't even know, like... They
0: don't know... They didn't know me when I went into treatment and when I got out of treatment, um, which was, like, the most resilient I had
1: to be. Right. Um, yeah. So, why do you think you struggled so much this semester? Um I think it's
0: because Kayla Kovacs my roommate was not here. I, I I literally kid you not. Like she I feel like we just like we don't even keep each other accountable. We just like need each other's presence. Um and then also I'm living in an apartment and I'm like off of my wing which is, has has been really hard because I've been like super insanely lonely.
1: Yeah um so her roommate studied abroad this yeah my roommate was in philippines yeah okay um
0: and also like the roommate that was there michelle welly um like we had it completely like opposite and different schedules because she was like student teaching from like Seven to four, and then I just had like random class schedules, and I wasn't there during the night because I was working um or like doing a project or having dance rehearsals. her soul um
1: so. and Michelle had to go to bed early and Michelle she was, had to go like, to bed early teacher. so
0: i I literally don't think I felt so lonely in my life. I kid you not um and I think that was like super big, and also I just had like insanely hard classes. So, like, the fact that I was, like, very lonely and all I wanted to do was sleep, like, really made motivation insanely hard. Anyways. Anyways. That's kind of off topic.
1: Yeah. Um, But it just shows that you're, like, still depressive sometimes and, like, going through some mental health things still today it's
0: not a good semester i'm just like i keep on telling everyone i'm just like i'm literally ready for a fresh start yeah just because i like literally at the last two weeks of the semester i was like finding good coping skills yay so i'm really looking forward to like j term and spring term so nice also i just have like excited exciting things happening like, I'm doing my senior show, and I'm taking advanced ceramics with, like, my favorite
1: professor. It's just it's fun stuff. Nice.
0: I forgot what we were talking about. Okay,
1: so my reflection yeah. has been um, more, yeah, like I, like I said, to the hopelessness and despair and just, like, yeah. I never thought we would come out of this situation but look here we are and so that's what my reflection has been just like feeling all of those emotions to
0: crying my mommy cried at a movie yesterday too (laughs) i cry a lot it's okay to cry it is okay to cry um i cried when I actually did cry in the movie, but I didn't tell you. It was when it was when the mom we watched The Family Switch. It's a Netflix original. It's so good. Such a cute movie. It's like really cute family yeah. movie. Yeah. Um and it was when the mom was like If this is your passion, I'll be at every game. And I was like <laughs> <laughs> Um just because that reminded me of my mom because like I don't know even though you're like super fearful and you're like close to me like you were like if you want to go to Denver do it if you want to go to Hawaii I'll help you yeah like so that just reminded me of you I kind of feel like
1: I don't know maybe what you went through has helped me like you need to like just do stuff you know what I mean? I don't. Like you've, elaborate. you've like been through so much that like, I feel like, I don't know. You worked hard to be able to do you, like even a couple of years ago, you wouldn't have been able, or you would not have been capable to do these things. For sure. So I feel like the fact that you are mostly capable aside from the, text messages and calls I get with panic attack moments that you should take advantage of the situations that you can because I don't know it's an experience that you would have never had
0: and also I'm like young like this is my time yeah
1: yeah but like I think more so it's like I don't know I think if you wouldn't have gone through this it would have just been like yeah okay whatever but like this is like like 2 years ago you would have not been capable to go to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You you need to just go to Hawaii, like just do it. Like when will you have this opportunity to do that again? Right. Or same thing like with Denver. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like this opportunity presented itself like just Yeah, like, just think, like, three years ago, you would have never had the capability to do this.
0: I mean, three years ago, I couldn't even go to college.
1: Right. Hi, baby girl. I kind of feel like that was a motivator for you. Like, once you got past your anger, you were really super mad at me and dad, but mostly me. That, That. Also...
0: Let's. This happened. I figured out I wasn't going to college a week before, I, like, the day I was supposed to go.
1: It so was we, closer to six days, six days, so or five we, days. So, we,
0: like, we literally, like, already met my roommate. We bought all of the college things that I needed. And,. It was just like, you're not going.
1: We literally had piles in our living room. So our son. I like,
0: I had packed. Yeah.
1: Our son Josh was moving into his first apartment at college. He was going into his senior year. And Emily was moving into the dorm. So in our living room, we had like a Josh pile and an Emily pile of like. Cute bedding and all of the things. Um, uh, We bought all of your art supplies and everything. And, yeah. But what happened was her therapist and her nutritionist have been telling her for a couple of months that she was kind of, her behaviors were not, conducive to being able to be successful at college and so like six days before they called me at work they both they had like a conference call with me so it was the three of us on the phone at the same time and i remember exactly i know exactly what time it was i know what i was doing at work i know where i walked outside to have the phone call what time was it it was like three o'clock and then I picked Emily up from her friend's house and her friends were just like, bye, Emily. Have so much fun at college. Whose house? Bella's. <gasps>
0: okay.
1: And um, all the time me knowing that she wasn't going to college. And then... I, we came home, and I was basically like, you're not going to college. And I said, yes, I am. And she said, uh, yes, I am. And I said, uh, no, you're not. And it was horrible. It was horrible.
0: I, I don't think I've ever been that mad in my life.
1: Yeah. And so I literally had to go to Target and buy a bunch of bins. And instead of, like, taking her to college, I packed everything up in these bins and put them in the attic.
0: Okay, well, also... If I would have gone, I wouldn't have had the same experience and same. Best if you friends. would
1: have gone, you would have been back in. Treatment. Okay, I understand that. Yeah, let's move okay. on. <laughs> so, anyways, the fact that she's able to like actually do these things now, yeah, is just something I never anticipated. Really, you never thought like this would happen. No shit four years ago i didn't even think you'd make it till your 18th birthday so that's rough yeah so anyways but my point is i think that once she got past the anger and because i flat out was like and her therapist and nutritionist and me we were all like It's not my fault you're not going to college. Like, I'm the one that told you you couldn't go. But the choices you're making are what is preventing you from going. Mm -hmm. And I think that was kind of your aha moment. Oh, straight up. Yeah. Straight up. But also, like...
0: But I have to say to, like, anyone recovering or, like, there's a parent that, like, DM'd me and she was, like, um, she DM'd us, like, when I put honey and, like, sweet cream in my coffee. Oh, really?
1: I didn't see it. Yeah.
0: And she was, like, my daughter is in treatment right now and you just, like, give me so much hope. Aww. Yeah. Like, I've been praying for her for, like, the past, like, three days. Oh, I didn't Um, see that. But... Um, yeah, so to this mom or to your daughter or to, like, absolutely anyone going through an eating disorder or, like, someone else that you know who's going through an eating disorder, like, I would would have not been able to do, like, the absolute, like, best things I've ever done in my life if I still was afraid of food, um and uh, don't get me wrong I still am sometimes but like I freaking recovered so I could have like the best summer of my life in Denver and so I could like be at college and choreograph a dance show and to like live with my best friends and eat really cool meals and eat like McDonald's on my four years like I would have literally never been able to do like the biggest most like amazing things in my life if I was like still in my eating disorder um so I think that's also another like reflective thing I've been looking on is that like when like I have eating disorder voices again because I do I'm still recovering I'm just like i absolutely not I want to like actually live my life and experience my life Um, and live it with like my best friends right sometimes though you need
1: a little encouragement like i'll be like ice cream is awesome oh sure whatever Uh, yeah like you shouldn't feel guilty for eating a cinnamon roll
0: yeah i ate a cinnamon roll for breakfast and i was like i feel so guilty yeah
1: so what what did you do to like help you not be afraid of food and like to get the mental illness eating disorder voice to go away um my dietitian
0: therapy and like not moving when i wanted to move and eating fair foods when i didn't want to eat them
1: right so basically doing the opposite of what the voice says
0: of what the voice says which is literally the hardest thing i've ever done in my life i think uh, they're so different, but I really think that was harder than heartbreak for me. Just because it was, like, so, like, my eating disorder was so ingrained in my mind, and it felt like such a comfort. Um, like, Jennifer, what's her name? Rowan? Rowan, yeah. Um, She's on Instagram, but she has, like, a quote that says, like, your eating disorder is, like, so comfy, and you feel like you're, like have all the control in the world and that you're like all cozy in a blanket but that blanket like never moves off of you and then you just feel like suffocated and I feel like that's literally what an eating disorder is like it feels so comfy and safe and like not fearful at all which it like is and that's like not logical but um just like doing the opposite of what the eating disorder says was literally the hardest thing I've ever done in my life because I just, like, I knew it was right and I knew that, like, I didn't gain weight from it and gaining weight was, like, the absolute, like, hardest thing as well. Yeah. So, like, I kid you not, again, if you're recovering, literally the hardest thing you will ever have to do... And it will suck, ass, it sucks, um, but like again, oh my gosh, that squirrel is so fat. <laughs>
1: You're too oh my God. God. Podcast <laughs> and now you're like, oh my god, this squirrel is so fat. No, <laughs> it was so cute. He's preparing
0: for winter. I know, but it was a cute squirrel. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that squirrel was like the cutest squirrel I've ever seen. Okay, okay, what was
1: I talking about? You were talking about the- <laughs> You were talking about facing your fear. Yeah, like,
0: literally just do the opposite of your eating disorder for, like, four years, and you'll be where I'm at. (laughs) Anyways. Also, if you, like... This is a whole episode on, like, me going to treatment and being reflective, but if you, like, haven't gone to treatment or anything, you are, like,
1: no less valuable. Right, absolutely. Like... Everybody's experiences with eating disorders are different. different. Hers happen to involve treatment, but there are many others that are successfully recovering without treatment. Although I do think that mental health, health, and therapy and yes, is like pertinent to you, would not have like residential treatment aside, you would not be where you are without your nutritionist and your therapist Uh, yeah i agree
0: i agree
1: okay any other reflections
0: i don't know i want some coffee and with some honey and sweet cream and i want to cuddle with my cats okay (laughs) anyways yeah it's been like really crazy yeah
1: it's been like the last four years have been up and down up and yes. down
0: and up. up yeah also this is another thing i'm reflecting on but i think it's really crazy that like at 17 i had like my worst ever experience in my life and like when you were like in your 40s you had like your worst ever experience in your life right does that mean because we like had the same worst experience right so I feel like that's even like I don't know I also am kind of thankful that it happened when I was 17 because now I can like live the rest of my life
1: yeah I'm truly thankful it happened when you were 17 because you couldn't leave treatment
0: yeah oh my gosh because I was not an adult yet right so like I was literally forced into treatment which I needed
1: right yeah four years four years heck
0: Yes, four years, bro, that's (laughs) crazy. I remember, like, my one year and being like, it doesn't feel like one year. Right. now it's
1: freaking four years. Yeah. Do you think you've grown every year?
0: Oh, are you
1: kidding? Why'd you even ask that? (laughs) Absolutely.
0: I feel like every year... After treatment, I felt like I'm fully recovered, and then I get more and more recovered
1: each year. Right. I was just going to ask, do you think you have more recovery? Like, how do you think you'll feel after five years? Like, do you think you'll be even more recovered?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah? I feel like I'm going to, like, be even more recovered until I'm, like, 85. Yeah. Straight up. Nice. Which is, like, so cool because it's, like, you can never stop growing. Yeah. And I kind of like that about recovery because there's, like, no, like, end stop or end date. Right. Or end time. It's just, like, you just keep on growing. And it's actually terrifying for someone with an eating disorder because you're, like, I'm on the exact freaking date and time and when this is going to be
1: over. This sucks. Well, and so do I. Like, even the other day like you were home and you were like I just need to move. And I was just like, <laughs>
0: "Emily." No. She straight up was like, "Are you kidding?"
1: And, and I was like, "Wow, that makes me feel so much better." Well, but in my mind, like as a mom, I'm like, "When will this fucking be over?" <laughs> <laughs> like, when will the eating disorder voice go away? Like, yeah.
0: think it just keep on growing yeah it just keeps on getting quieter and quieter
1: yeah and I need to stop getting frustrated and realize that it will still be there
0: also I've like lived on my own for a long time yeah so I feel like that's like kind of nice for you because you know I've survived
1: yeah that's true
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay i think it's coffee and cuddle time
1: okay do you have anything else no i think this was a very reflective episode okay (laughs) you guys didn't see it but (laughs) emily totally rolled her eyes at that one (laughs) i don't like
0: puns (laughs) i think i'm so silly and (laughs) yucky (sighs)
1: all right thanks for listening and thanks for your support yeah straight up we appreciate you all
0: peace out